There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 97.1 FM The Drive presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. Hey, it's Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, we take a trip through Steven Tyler's past to examine the lyrics of Dream On by Aerosmith. Tyler was born Stephen Victor Tallarico in Manhattan in 1948, about a year after his older sister Linda. The family later moved to the Bronx and finally to Yonkers when he was about nine years old. His father, Victor, was a classical musician and pianist who studied music at Columbia and at the Juilliard Conservatory. He taught music at Cardinal Spellman High School in the Bronx and played in symphony orchestras and in his own big band. After serving in the military during World War II, he turned down an offer to play with the Glenn Miller Band to stay rooted for his family. Musical ability runs deep in the Tallarico family. Tyler's paternal grandfather was a cellist with ballroom bands and orchestras in his native Italy, and his paternal grandmother was a piano teacher in Manhattan. His great-uncle, Pasquale, was a singer and piano player, immigrating from Italy to New York and becoming what we refer to now as a teen idol before there was such a thing. So with this kind of lineage, performing and being in the spotlight came very naturally to Steven Tyler. His father has said that Tyler was born under a piano, having been around music and playing music all his life. Tyler can literally play any instrument, but it was the piano that was played most in his house. In several interviews, Tyler credits his father's playing with giving him the inspiration for the music in Dream On. He recounts lying underneath his father's piano as he played classical music, which ultimately gave Tyler the chord progression that he would use in the song. It's kind of amazing to think that one of the biggest rock anthems has its roots in music by Beethoven, Bach, and the other classical composers that Tyler would hear his father playing as a child. Tyler was, by all accounts, a hyperactive child, talented, but with a knack for getting into trouble, too. He went to Roosevelt High School in Yonkers, but was expelled for drug use, going on to graduate from another school. As a teenager, he was obsessed with the Rolling Stones and remembers seeing them in Greenwich Village at a show that proved transformative for him. He was already being compared to Mick Jagger, the lips, the swagger. He had his idol. Tyler split his time between New York City and summering in Sunapee, New Hampshire growing up because his family also had a resort called Trorico in Sunapee, which was opened by his grandmother in 1935 as a summer music camp for children. Tyler met guitarist Joe Perry and bassist Tom Hamilton when they were playing in different rock bands in the Sunapee area during the summer seasons as teenagers. Perry and Hamilton had moved to Boston by the late 60s, with Tyler soon moving there too, playing drums in the band that he was in, Chain Reaction. The stars aligned one night in 1970 when Tyler's band and Joe Perry's band played the same gig, and they finally decided to combine. 
Tyler declaring that he would be the frontman and singer in the newly formed group or nothing at all. They solidified the rest of the early Aerosmith lineup and all moved into an apartment at 1325 Commonwealth Avenue together, spending their days watching Three Stooges reruns and getting high, and their nights rehearsing and writing songs. They played their first gig as Aerosmith a few months later, and they were signed to a record contract with Columbia in 1972. Steven Tyler actually wrote Dream On in the mid-60s, about four years before joining Aerosmith, when he was about 17 years old. In a Rolling Stone interview, Tyler says that he wrote the music for Dream On on an SD pump organ that was right outside the studio where his father would give recitals in every Sunday night at Trorico Resort in Sunapee. He says the music practically wrote itself. Then, years later, in Boston, he and the band were staying at an old motel near the airport. He wanted to present the song to the band, but he had no lyrics yet to the music. So, he sat outside on the balcony and quickly wrote the lyrics to the song. The first time he actually played it for the band, at a house outside of Boston that their manager had put them up in to finish writing songs for their debut album, Tyler said he got emotional and started crying with relief because he was so certain that the song was a vehicle, the sort of song that would take them places. He says it was simply a song about dreaming until your dreams come true, and that it did in a very big way for him and the rest of the band. Incredibly, guitarist Joe Perry needed some convincing. He didn't think the song was rock and roll enough for the band, didn't think a rock audience would respond to it. Perry told Classic Rock Magazine in 2002 that, to him, rock and roll is all about energy and putting on a show. Those were the things that attracted him to rock and roll, but Dream On was a ballad. He says he didn't really appreciate the musicality of it until later. In another interview with Rolling Stone, Tyler said, When I wrote Dream On, I went, where did this song come from? But I didn't question it. When I read the lyrics back now, for a guy who was stoned, stupid, and dribbling, I got something out of there. Dream On starts like this. Every time when I look in the mirror, all these lines on my face getting clearer, the past is gone. It went by like dusk to dawn. Isn't that the way? Everybody's got their dues in life to pay. I know nobody knows where it comes and where it goes. I know it's everybody's sin. You got to lose to know how to win. So Steven Tyler was about 22 or 23 when he wrote these lyrics. Older than the teenager who composed the music, but still so young. I mean, what lines could have been on his face at that point? But he sets a tone in the first few lines. Nothing is guaranteed. You got to pay your dues to succeed. And you'll likely lose a few times before you make it. The song goes on. Half my life is books, written pages. Live and learn from fools and from sages. You know it's true. All these feelings come back to you. Steven Tyler is a lifelong reader. Joe Perry remembers often finding him on the porch of a cabin back in Sunapee, reading a book with his glasses on. So the line from Fools and from Sages, Books and Pages, is literally about Tyler's close relationship with books, learning from fools and from sages, the writers that moved him throughout his young life. And then the chorus. Sing with me, sing for the years, 
Sing for the laughter, sing for the tears. Sing with me just for today. Maybe tomorrow the good Lord will take you away. Sing with me, sing for the year. Sing for the laughter, sing for the tears. Sing with me just for today. Maybe tomorrow the good Lord will take you away. And then Tyler sing screams, dream on over and over again. Dream until your dreams come true, until the chorus is repeated. Dream on is about staying true to your biggest dreams and what you want to achieve, sure. It also looks back on the past, how the past can't be changed, and how you're defined and informed by your own experience and how you persevere through that experience. When the song was first released from their self-titled debut album in 1973, it was edited down to three and a half minutes and it only went to number 59 as a single on the charts. Aerosmith manager David Krebs finally convinced Columbia Records to re-release Dream On in 1976. It was serviced to top 40 stations in both the edited, shortened version and the four-and-a-half-minute album version. This move paid off big time, and it became their first top 10 hit when it went to number six. We all know the wild twists and turns of Aerosmith since then. Tyler became known as the demon of screaming for his vocal range and crazy onstage antics, and his drug addiction escalated. In the late 70s, he was spotted several times roaming the streets of New York looking for heroin dealers. It was during this period that he and guitarist Joe Perry came to be known as the Toxic Twins for their enormous intake of drugs. In 1984, he collapsed on stage during a concert in Springfield, Illinois. Two years later, the rest of the band made an intervention on Tyler and he went to rehab. By the end of the decade, every member of Aerosmith had undergone drug rehab treatment. They broke up and got back together and in the late 80s made a comeback, starting with their collaboration with Run DMC on the hip-hop group's cover of Aerosmith's Walk This Way, which introduced them to a whole new audience, as well as broke down the barriers between rock and rap fans. This move was repeated when rapper Eminem sampled Dream On for 2002's Sing for the Moment, which peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. Steven Tyler's personal life has been pretty insane, too. In 1975, when he was 27, Tyler convinced the parents of 16-year-old Julia Holcomb, a groupie, to sign over guardianship to let her live with him in Boston. They were together for three dramatic, drug-fueled years that ended with a house fire and an abortion. In 1977, he had a fling with model B.B. Buell, who gave birth to his daughter, the actress Liv Tyler. Steven Tyler was so high on drugs that whole time that Buell initially claimed Todd Rundgren was the father. In 1978, he married Sarinda Fox, a Warhol model and the former wife of David Johansson of the New York Dolls. Their daughter, the model Mia Tyler, was born later that year. You may remember Fox from David Bowie's Jean Genie video. Fox died of brain cancer in 2002, absolutely penniless, and Steven Tyler was one of several former lovers who paid her hospital bills. He married clothing designer Teresa Barrick in 1988. They have a daughter, Chelsea, and a son, Taj. They divorced in 2006. And then there's the motorcycle crashes, the surgeries, and the health scares that have plagued Tyler for decades. You can read some truly hair-curling stuff in his memoir, Does the Noise in My Head Bother You? 
But through it all, he keeps going, doing things his way, releasing a solo country record in the past decade and joining American Idol as a judge for two seasons. Aerosmith are currently holding down the Deuces Are Wild residency in Las Vegas. In 2001, Aerosmith were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and played the halftime show at the Super Bowl. In 2013, he and Joe Perry were inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. The song Dream On is part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Aerosmith are the best-selling hard rock band of all time. They have sold more than 150 million records worldwide, including over 70 million records in the United States alone. 25 gold, 18 platinum, and 12 multi-platinum albums. They hold the record for the most certifications by an American band. So when Steven Tyler scribbled those lyrics to Dream On on a balcony at an airport motel in Boston, did he know the heights he and the band would reach? Probably not, but I bet he had a suspicion. Capital R, Rockstar. Dreaming on. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for sound design and engineering. On the way, episodes on songs from Leonard Skinner, Janis Joplin, and more classic rock and roll. <laughs>